this is a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question. This is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Hey everybody, welcome to Far Out Dudes. It's another week and we have another Far Out conversation for you. I have to admit, um, I really like the way we're using our soundboard now. You like that soundboard? <laughs> See how we could have connected <laughs> a long time ago? supposed yeah. to be used. Oh, oh since uh, we're getting started, for all the listeners out there that don't know who we are, I'm Paul right now. I'm, I'm one of your hosts along with Joseph and Jacob. What are you guys doing? Hi, I'm Joseph. Hey, this is Jacob. Uh-huh. Hey, this is Jacob. Hey, Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I can't wait to hear about our topic for the day, which is going to be Mike Epps. <laughs> Ray. Ray Epps. Oh, Ray Epps. Oh, I'm Ray Epps. not interested anymore. <laughs> I thought it was Mike a Epps. triple threat talented comedian actor, Ray Epps. Philanthropist. Michael Epps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but before we get into the actual topic today, I actually want to thank our listeners. In particular, there's one individual that I would like to thank who left a Me? voice oh. message. Oh. Do you do you know who that voice message person is, Joseph? It was Stephanie, right? Stephanie. Oh, yeah. She likes to be called Steph. Steph or Stephanie. Steffi. Hey, Steph. We, we Steffi. Stephanify. We want to thank you for listening. We want to uh, give a shout out to our listener, Stephanie. She actually uh, was the very first one to leave a voicemail, which means, Joseph. Uh, she gets a shirt, but you got to leave another message with your address. <laughs> yeah. If not, we could give it to somebody else on your behalf, but you could just... I don't gotta, think... We, we uh, can't really send it to you. I don't you think she probably heard the episode that says, hey, we'll give you a shirt. But the other thing I want to do is I want to also promote the show on Spotify. You can hear us on Spotify. You can hear us Where on YouTube. Listening. And soon... Should, should be. You can also find us on Rumble, where we also have a show there, too, so you can pass that along to your friends. If they don't and listen to YouTube, they can listen to Spotify. If they don't listen Apple to Spotify Podcast or YouTube. Apple Podcasts, too. And we'll have it on Apple Podcasts. That's soon great. As well. That's great. So That's great. Soon to be coming to all platforms. Anywhere, uh, anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to us, yeah. or however they say it. How do they say it? Wherever podcasts are found. Yeah. There you go. That one. Yeah. So, not Mike Epps, unfortunately. Not Mike Epps. Uh, unfortunately, it won't be a very funny comedian. I just want to throw this out there. If Mike Epps is a fan and listens, uh, we would love to have you. Yeah. We won't pay for your flight out, but uh, we can call him. Fly we can oh, uh, yeah, we connect can just our have phone a, Bluetooth. Phone yeah, call. yeah. You can call in and, and, and we'll have you join us um, yeah. on our conspiracy theory show. We're a huge show. podcast. We're huge in, um, huge in New, Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. And America. Australia. And America. So if you want to diversify your world. audience and, you know, maybe... Maybe a uh, shout out a tour date in New Zealand or <laughs> Australia. We're the podcast for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're huge in the land down under. <laughs> in the land down under with our it's more New Zealand, but we'll go with that for sure. Okay, uh, they're they're kind of in the almost the same I mean, area. I don't want to offend our they're Kiwi the same listeners, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that I we consider them the same thing. Yeah, like Australian New Zealander. Yeah. So yeah, uh, tomato. So the topic that uh, Jacob was telling me that I'm going to be talking about is Ray Epps. Ray Epps. There's a lot of controversy on this guy. There's a lot of conversation going on about him being a FBI informant and provocateur of the January 6th. Mm. So what I want to do is uh, I want to play a little clip of Ted Cruz kind of questioning the FBI um, director on what's going on with the FBI, what's what's happening and I want you to ju- I want you guys just to listen to her answers. 
want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents any or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background. She doesn't so have... She can't say... Which just means, yeah, they did. Uh, but I can't tell you how many or what they did. It's like that one politician uh-huh. who said it was a, uh, or I cannot remember. Or, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I want to finish the little uh, video. It's it's actually just a bunch of little cuts and clips of that, him asking her questions. On January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information leading to the arrest. This was posted, and then sometime later, Magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. So Ted Cruz is talking really fast in this. I think whoever uh, put this posting up, like, fast forwarded. Ted Cruz? Yeah, that's Ted Cruz. (laughs) So I think whoever put this up fast, like, made it fast so that way you can put all the information in there, but uh, real quick. But yeah. My question to you. Okay. (laughs) You could say, hey, I'm going to play the rest of this. (laughs) My my finger slipped. Go ahead. This is, so this is not an ordinary law enforcement question. This is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? So much of the other answers, I cannot answer that. <laughs> uh, can't answer anything. So, so uh, stop so asking me questions. Why? why? I don't know. That's, so this is where I want to kind of go back in history and talk about the FBI and their uh, their uh, involvement. What, uh, what year are you taking us back to? I'm going to take you guys way, way back. Taking you back to 1776. 1776. <laughs> when the back, FBI was for, first formed. When the FBI was not formed at all. <laughs> <laughs> so actually the FBI uh, came into um, into effect probably like in the 1920s or so. But that was kind of one of their first things that they did. What do you, what do you think their first big conspiracies that they were doing? Oh. Uh, they were working under Herbert Hoover or some guy named Hoover. Yep. And we're just like collecting J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, collecting a bunch of uh, trash on people to uh, blackmail them, basically. So, spied on its own political opponents. The history of the FBI spying on political opponents. Well, okay. it was uh, 1908. Appointed an unarmed force of special agents. Yeah, but the infis- well, investigative force of the well, they of they actually were. First, they were called uh, something else, right? The Bureau of Investigation. That's where they start off. And then mm-hmm. finally, they were given money from the federal government, becoming the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Why Why did we Why did we end up having a Federal Bureau of Investigation? I don't know. Why? Uh, one of the main things that they created it for was because law enforcement were restricted to their uh, borders mm-hmm. of the states. So they needed their an jurisdiction. Ag- yeah, they need a yeah, they needed an agency that can go from state to state without saying, "Hey, we're we're going past your jurisdiction." So when crimes would happen, like Al Capone and others that would like go cross state lines, mm-hmm. a lot of had to do with the um, bootlegging and things like that. Mm-hmm. They created a bureau of investigation to help with crimes that would go across state lines. So FBI, 
FBI, 1950s, 1960s, what do you think that they created that uh, started really getting into this uh, civilian aspect of like kind of like spying and infiltrating them? I think this is probably one of the things that I thought was probably most intriguing about the FBI, almost kind of as though it's like happening today. Spying on their citizens, like spying on their citizens. So in the 1950s and 60s, -hmm. the FBI created a new program. This program was to spy basically into uh, their citizens, mm-hmm. specific groups. What what do you think that program was called? Uh, Operation Tappy Ear. <laughs> Tappy Ear? Yeah, because they wiretap. Okay. So back in the 50s and 60s, it was actually called Cointelpro. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Right? But I don't know what it is. Go ahead and tell me about it. It is the Counterintelligence Program. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's basically a play on the words, cutting them in, putting them together. Mm -hmm. So basically, the FBI created a program to actually infiltrate certain groups. You got, they infiltrated the KKK, Black Panthers. They even spied and infiltrated just different citizens like MLK, Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King. Just higher up people that had like a presence in the public. Yes. Got it. And so the method they used included five different types of method. They would infiltrate. They would use psychological warfare, harassment via the legal system, illegal force, and undermine public opinion. So let's talk about the infiltration that they did with this. And I think this is kind of where I was like, wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Infiltration. Agents and informers did not merely spy on political activists. Their main purpose was to discredit, disrupt, and negatively redirect action. Their very presence served to undermine trust and scare off potential supporters. The FBI and police exploited this fear to smear genuine activists as agents. One of these people that they uh, did this to was actually an actress who worked for, uh, I, I forgot what group she worked for. I'm trying to look. Actress way back then, right? Yeah, way back then. What they did was basically do a smear campaign on her and eventually mm-hmm. ended up, she ended up dead. Okay. She suicided quote, herself. Quote marks, everybody. She ended uh-huh. up dead dead basically what the fbi would do is that they will infiltrate these things and like cause unrest within not only their group but with outsiders as well to bring a negative light to these groups like black panthers kkk which i would say the kkk probably needed that a little bit i think Um, they were doing that to themselves yeah (laughs) i don't don't think there was any bad part of trying to infiltrate them and and bring a bad light so when you see so like I'm pretty sure it's just ongoing. That hasn't stopped. They just kind of switched the way they do things to make it a little more legal. Yeah. But so if you see like this group becoming popular, Mm -hmm. becoming popular and they're starting to, you know, gain ground and then all of a sudden this guy comes up and, oh, he's a convicted pedophile or this guy, some people is like, how is he in such a high command Mm -hmm. in that organization? Or you see all of a bunch of uh, media being put out there like maybe let's say psychological warfare where the fbi and and police used myriad of dirty tricks to undermine movements they planted false media stories and published bogus leaflets and other publications in the name of targeting targeted groups so they actually created fake stories created negative publicity that targeted particular groups in the 50s and 60s does that sound like anything they may be doing today in the light of the media Nah, it's all truth now, no. bro. It's nothing you have to worry about today. No, I would say we can trust the media. We can oh, definitely trust them. 100%. I absorb yes. their information and follow it to a T yeah. without regard to my own personal well-being. Or without question. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't. I watch the news and I believe everything that they say because they're the news. Yeah, that's what we just said. Why they're on say, TV I don't. and I'm not. Yeah, and I, I believe in, and and I deserve to be on TV. This podcast deserves to be on TV. <laughs> My question to you is, why did you say I don't and then agree with everything we just said? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> why I said I don't? I think I just you weren't paying attention. I was paying attention. He's talking about the thing. Oh, go so ahead. Continue on about the so, thing. So here's more about the psychological warfare that they would do. They forged correspondence, sent anonymous letters, and made anonymous telephone calls to different organizations, media, even to government agencies. Other gave government agencies. They spread misinformation about meetings and events, set up pseudo-movement groups run by government agents, and manipulated or strong-arm parents, employers, landlords, school officials, and others to cause trouble for activists. So they made fake uh, groups of that real group to go out and make a bad name for themselves. Yes. That sounds about right, unfortunately. And, well, let's see what else they have. So the third one What is, else do they have, Paul? They also <laughs> have harassment via the legal system. Uh-huh. Which should be pretty easy for them to do. And that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, that pretty sums it up what it means, right? The FBI yeah. and police abuse the legal system by harassing, to harass dissidents and make their appearance to be criminals. So officers of the law gave perjured testimony and presented fabricated evidence as a pretext for false arrest and wrongful imprisonment. They discriminated, uh, discriminatorily enforce tax laws and other government regulatories and use suspicious surveillance, investigative interviews, and grand jury subpoenas in an effort to intimidate act activists and silent their supporters. So just a bunch of illegal stuff they were just <laughs> going and doing I mean, to yeah. those people, just nonstop. Basically to, and, and most of this was all on the premise of safety, right? So we've got to do this because we have some internal terrorists, mm -hmm. some domestic, well, terrorists. domestic terrorist groups that are uh, building up in America that we need to kind of uh, put a put an end to. Yeah, like Ruby Ridge. <laughs> that was, that, that's eventually going to come up. <laughs> okay, so illegal uh, illegal force. The FBI conspired. That's the fourth one. Illegal force uh, conspired with local police departments to threaten dissidents to co conduct illegal break-ins in order to search dissidents' homes and to commit vandalism, assaults, beatings, and assassinations. The objective was to frighten or eliminate dissidents and dis uh, disrupt their movements. I mean, how much more of this particular program to say, "Hey, we're doing it for your safety because these people are out here doing crazy things." Hey, we're doing this for your safety. As you shoot them. The <laughs> FBI. Again, one of the questions that Ted Cruz was asking this FBI agent was, was the FBI involved in January 6th mm -hmm. in having some provocateurs there? Yeah. She the says. The answer is yes, no, maybe. I'm not sure. I, I, well, here's I one can't of the, really say. Well, here's one of the reasons I, why I, I have. recall. <laughs> well, this is a conspiracy theory we're talking about that the FBI was involved because it has not been confirmed and it's being denied at this moment. I one bet our like 10 listeners yet. are all FBI agents. They probably are. That's probably what Stephanie is. That would be pretty <laughs> cool. She's probably, she she is probably on the counterterrorist unit. Stephanie right. Uh, she's she's listening, <laughs> saying, "Hey, I just want that message was like, hey, just want you to know you're on our radar. <laughs> you may be small, but you're on our radar. Now. Like, yeah, that's not what our average listener sounds. I've listened to <laughs> all of them, uh, and I know that you all live in. Yeah, he's probably so, gonna send us an email. Do y'all need guns, ammo, <laughs> ammunition? 
<laughs> I really, in, I really agree with your views. Do you need any because grenades of, or any legal things? Because one of the things that we talk about about the FBI, right? It's not entrapment if they do what. Uh, if they give you the opportunity, if you choose to do it yes. on your own, you have to do it. Right. They can just place drugs right in front of you and say, "Hmm, wouldn't it be great to uh, snort these drugs?" Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, sure would be. Like, let me Boom. throw these drugs away. <laughs> he was grabbing the drugs to do them. <laughs> and, so that, I, and they'll word it that way, too. Did you see Jacob pick up the drugs from the table? Yes, I did see him pick up the drugs from the table and walk out the room. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, the fifth one is undermining public opinion. One of the primary ways the FBI targets organizations was by challenging their reputation in the community and denying them a platform to gain legitimacy. Hoover specifically designed programs to block leaders from spreading their philosophies publicly or through the communication media. The FBI <laughs> stopped people from uh, publicly communicating their views on the media. Does that sound like anything that's going on today? No. That huh. sounds like... It doesn't sound like what uh, Facebook guy? Mark. Mark Zuckerberg. That's not what Mark Zuckerberg Marcus. said on, the, yeah, said on uh, the Joe Rogan show, that the FBI showed up to the, their offices and said, hey, there's some Russian misinformation coming in. I need you guys to make sure... That to, to be... Oh, to be aware clean. of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can't say it directly. They say, we really need you to be aware of these... Yeah certain posts and people Hey, we didn't tell them to remove it we just said to be aware we of need it. you to be aware of this gun in my hand also so this is all so most of this information that i'm giving you is according to attorney brian click in his book war at home the fbi used five main methods using uh methods during the uh, contel pro and so he go, it goes on to say that further, the organization created and controlled negative media meant to undermine black power organizations where black what power? I, I wonder why. Uh, oh, black power. Yeah. Oh. So like the Black Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Right. Black so power. I, I thought it was like a secret code name. I, so, Operation so, Black Power. No, 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 no. Well, there's Never heard of that. There's one. Some, there, there are some names that they sound very strange. Which I'm gonna give y'all one of them that I thought was how they found out an FBI agent was was working with Russia, mm -hmm. and one way how they found out is is pretty funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that to y'all. Uh, but uh, to undermine. So using the media and using different things to undermine legitimacies of particular things. So what would they do? They would obviously stop them from like going on either shows, TV shows or radio shows or something like that. But how would they stop them from doing it? Would they just go to like these places and say, hey, be mindful of this guy? Like so no, Mark at that particular time, right, they would actually put out fake media information Oh, so they would just counteract them with yes. their own fake stuff going out. Yes, and which they would they have, and they would put a lot of negative information out there to the media, so the uh, media can. It would just overwhelm it, right the one that that person put yeah. out there. So they were stopping opinions mm -hmm. being put out. They were putting out their own negative media mm -hmm. being put that out. So they're they're taking out one side, and you're only hearing just one side. You're not you're not able to see that information blocking yeah. it. It's it's wondering there's no like non biased. Hey, this story is not showing up when I Google it. Yeah. Oh, it's on page twenty. You can find that one on page twenty. It's not in the front of yeah, and these it's, particular it's got, articles. It the keywords are changed also, so you're not seeing the actual keywords you looked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So some of the biggest names that were infiltrated using these things are like uh, Sonny Bono, John Lennon, mm-hmm. MLK, and then one of Why the Sonny Bono. Uh, just they, they wanted to get to share the, the one of the biggest things that happened during this time was Vietnam, right? Uh, so one of the things is you oh. had the peace, so you you had a lot of the uh, the hippies people kind of fight. Yeah. And so they, they were against Vietnam. So they were, yeah. the FBI was infiltrating these particular units, spying on on those particular people. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got you, babe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have uh, two of the most infamous uh-huh. uh, groups, the KKK and Black Panthers, right? Mm-hmm. So what what were they doing? They were infiltrating these particular groups and causing a, a even bigger rift with the communities against these particular groups, which, again, I think the KKK deserved it. Mm-hmm. You know but what would have been great? Do you, if both of those parties would have found out about this and they just, like, united to go against <laughs> the FBI. That would have been amazing. And then, uh, and that's my new movie. And they could, You heard it here first. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Isn't be the, I'm going to pitch it to Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> uh, the KKK and the, Black, and the Black Panthers are going to come together against the yeah. FBI. Like and then the what book, you do, alternate history. you'll have uh, the, the theme song will be uh, Stevie Wonder's Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> I don't know about that. that will be uh that will be on the trailer. Yeah, that'll be the <laughs> and then it'll just slowly show them yeah. starting to fight. But yeah, go ahead. Well, one of the so most, still my idea. So are these agent of provocateurs? Agent provocateurs. Well, here here's one of the here's why I brought it up is because one of the newest movies that came out. I don't know if y'all have seen it. I the have greatest it. beer run. No, no, no. Oh, I actually want to see that though. Looks it good. looks pretty. Looks pretty good. <laughs> Which um, one? The greatest beer run. It's a guy who like goes to Vietnam to give beer to the soldiers. Anyway. Doesn't matter. The Black Panthers. There's a movie that recently came out this past year. It's called Judas, the Black Messiah. Had y'all seen that? I hadn't seen it. I haven't even heard of it. But the movie's based <laughs> on this particular uh, individual. Mm-hmm. His name was... Judas. Fred Hampton. No, so he was, actually, he was actually an informant for the FBI. And so... Cause he went into the FBI and created things, or he went into the Black Panthers? The Black Panthers okay. and created some of these. Well, and that's that's a big thing, right? It's because he ended up dead. Mm. So surprise, surprise. The FBI used him, obviously, probably provoking him, probably putting negative things on him, mm-hmm. kind of setting him up to like, okay, I'm going to have to help the FBI in some way, mm-hmm. right? But he's kind of, that, that, that movie's based on him. Mm-hmm. And so one of the big things is that, what were they doing with these particular organizations is that they were causing this this strife and rift that made these organizations feel like the government was against them mm-hmm. and it was like a war, mm-hmm. right? So actually one of the one of the Black Panthers, his name was, I don't even know how to say his name, Daroba Bin Wahad, a former Black Panther, reflects on how these tactics made him feel saying he had a combat mentality and felt like he was at war with the government. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's how most people who come in contact with like the FBI or CIA, it's like they put all these tactics in and make you feel like you're 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 at war with them. Well, they I think what they do is they go in and they plant that seed, not so much say, hey, the government's against you. We need to rise up against the government, but they just plant these little seeds in there mm-hmm. that make them do it naturally or their own way. And it just, just so they have like plausible deniability yeah. to say, I didn't like, how was I supposed to know they were going to go up against the government or anything like that? Which, which brings me to Ruby Ridge, right? Mm-hmm. So what exactly happened with Ruby Ridge again? Give a, a quick synopsis for the listeners who haven't listened to the Ruby Ridge podcast, but what, what did the government agency agencies do to, to that made Ruby 
Ridge kind of come to fruition? They infiltrated a KKK or white supremacy group and then pretty much preyed on a single man and his family for multiple years to pretty much unofficially, um, what's the word, entrap him mm-hmm. to cut off some shot, you know, give him sawn off shotguns and then pretty much bring multiple agencies against him. And his small family. Was he ever <laughs> actually involved in any of those organizations? Uh, what do you mean involved? Like, uh, like the FBI? Was he any? was he actually part of the KKK or no, any he, white supremacy group? No, he said he had like invitations and went to the invitations, but he never was a member, a member or like a part of it. And so they had an informant, correct? Yes. And that informant was trying to get this individual to sell weapons to him. Yes. He yeah. said, I, you know, I, I need, I'm a big weapons, you know, dealer guy. And I just, I need some sawn off shotguns. Yeah. And after three, four years asking him, he finally was in a tough spot. I was like, okay, I got a couple shotguns. I'll saw them off for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then his, uh, have his family end up being shot dead. Yep. <laughs> so that's, that's the FBI in a nutshell of what they typically do. Mm-hmm. But they, they also do, let's, here, here's another one that they did in 2007. As recent as 2007. Oh, wow. An agent working in Seattle, Washington, for the FBI impersonated an associate press journalist and unwittingly infected the computer of a 15-year-old suspect with malicious surveillance software. Unwittingly? Unwittingly. Oh, I accidentally infected his computer. I accidentally put this uh, stuff to to watch exactly (laughs) what you do on your computer. That's, he, uh, <laughs> that's on me, guys. I don't... It what, was, what I, is, what, I trip he, with my penis out and ended up in his butt. How was that my fault? How was that my fault? So so here's another interesting tidbit about the FBI. What did, what did we hear about Scientology and what they did? They infiltrated it. They infiltrated, they infiltrated multiple agencies. Multiple agencies to do what? What was their purpose? To uh, scrub records. To scrub records. Bad records of themselves. In August 2007, there was a woman who... Uh, created uh, wiki scanners. So what this wiki scanners would do is actually pinpoint computers of where the information was, where Wikipedia was actually coming from, where the information was coming from, who was, the entries. Who was changing the, yeah. the, the information on it. Uh-huh. Guess where, uh, what computer and what agency that this... The scan, FBI. The F, uh, computer in the FBI was actually... Um, changing information that was in the, in wikipedia to influence articles what a surprise that's why you don't go just to wikipedia and say quote wikipedia yeah, aka the anybody fbi can, anybody can change wikipedia so all this information i just gave you i just came from wikipedia i love <laughs> i love the government it was funny i was watching this video and to they quote, had a clip from this guy he was like i swear i just read it the other day on wikipedia this fact and then it like uh, cuts to him looking at the edits, and they literally just edited it to, to <laughs> Take like it gaslight him to uh, make him think that. Yeah, yeah. So here's here's you would think they have those notes of like when it was last edited and everything. It does. It's they obvious. do. Yeah, <laughs> but they don't think people will look and see. So here's here's the other thing that the FBI actually did. So what is what is the most recent uh, political? I guess nine eleven president that uh, our previous president Trump, uh-huh. right? One of the big things is was that he was part of collusion with Russia, uh-huh. right? 
Uh-huh. And so the other thing that happened was that Hillary Clinton had a lot of emails mm-hmm. that she had on her personal email. One of the things that she contributed to her loss in the election was that the FBI brought this out during uh, election year and said she had a lot of information stored on her personal computer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff got deleted, right? Mm-hmm. They ended up finding out and saying, well, no, no, it, it, it had nothing to do... It, she didn't purposely do it, basically, and said there is no charges that need to be. How do you brought. not personally have thousands of emails on your that personal? Are supposed computer. to be on the government server on your own personal computer that also were labeled confidential. Okay. So, and they're not deleted. You don't just once you just click them out of your delete box doesn't mean they're deleted. Yeah. So here, here here's one of the things is that also Trump and Hillary both uh, attribute a lot of negative light onto the FBI. Hillary saying that she lost mainly because Comey came out and said her, her emails, uh, he brought that up purposely. So, mm-hmm. again, saying that the FBI purposely interfered in, in political things mm-hmm. to bring a negative light on somebody. Oh, what right? a surprise. Now, I think Trump, she, was, she was obviously speaking from truth because she was like, listen, <laughs> I know exactly what's going on. Okay, here's what they're doing. I can't officially say it because then yeah. I would get suicided. So now Trump is obviously saying negative things about the FBI too because uh-huh. why Russian collusion. They spent the last four years during his presidency about Russian collusion. Mm-hmm. What do you think came out from the DOJ to say whether it was true or not? Uh, that it wasn't true. It was not true. It was an MI6 agent mm-hmm. who was a previous agent of the MI6 mm-hmm. who created his own private um, company. Mm-hmm. intelligence company and he later uh was hired by the clinton campaign to find dirt on trump mm-hmm. so that way he can make it public mm-hmm. what was his thing that he said trump was colluding with russia he had a bunch of prostitutes that he used to go and do prostitute things yeah i can yeah yeah i can <laughs> hotels believe that. in russia you can believe that well, I, uh, I guess he had to connect russia somehow yeah but. you can believe that because none of that actually happened at least the the whore <laughs> the whores part that uh, not in Russia. Anyways. That was the FBI's informant, or the FBI where the FBI was getting all their intelligence the from. MI6, former MI6 agent. Yes, gotcha. They weren't actually doing any of the investigation themselves. They were actually collecting all their information from him, and they're so, just taking like his word for it, like taking his word. For here, it. here it is. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Why can't I land something like that? I need to land something like that where they're yeah. just. Here's the money, but something low enough so, to where they're not really going to care, but enough for me where I'm like, dang, this is a good amount of money I'm making for doing Jack Diddley squat. <laughs> so what do, what do we find the most common thread of of the FBI is in most of these situations? They are provocateurs. Mm-hmm. They have informants. They have provocateurs that cause mischief uh, in our uh, communities. They just mayhem and mayhem. To disrupt things. Yes, so I have to say, come clean. So, okay, I am a provocateur. I was supposed to come in here and drive a wedge between all of this. They really got to me. So I just want to say it's real. I'm probably gonna be suicided soon, but I just want to get out there to our tens and tens of listeners that this is real. <laughs> so our reach is it's global. <laughs> not to only mention that we have serious espionage espionage issues as well. So there was a guy, uh, Robert Phillips Hansen, who actually was feeding Russia lots of information in the, uh, in 1990, mm-hmm. in 93. Uh, he actually was passing along information. 
the only reason they caught him is because they were going through all this stuff and a lot of FBI agents were actually like, Hey, we think that he's an FBI, like he's a, he's, he's a spy for somebody. Uh-huh. He actually, at one point actually went into his director's office, went into his computer, <laughs> attached a thumb drive. Yeah. They caught him and uh-huh. he said, well, this was just to show you that, uh, it could happen, that it could happen <laughs> just how easy it is. And they, I bet they believed him too. They believed him. <laughs> they did. They believed him, and so they continued to they they continued to just kind of let him go and do his thing. And eventually, a lot of his team, a lot of the FBI agents, were like, "Hey, we have to like keep an eye on this guy." So they started actually keeping an eye. They were they were trying to find Russian in, uh, influencers, agents, informants, and and spies. Uh-huh. And so they actually had a recording of a K, uh, KGB with some other person. Uh-huh. They couldn't tell who that other voice was on the other end. One of the agents goes, "Hmm, he sounds very familiar." Let me can't, call. Let me call this guy. See if I can figure out who it is. Yeah. Hey, I John. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> can't pinpoint his uh, who he is. Uh-huh. While listening to the the phone call, one phrase actually helped identify who he was by one of the other agents. Mm-hmm. That one of the other FBI agents go, "I've heard that phrase before," uh-huh. and I've heard Mister. Uh, Robert Phillips Hansen use it. Uh-huh. This phrase that he heard on this recording was the purple pissing Japanese. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's pretty specific. Yeah, that's not something everyone says. I don't. I don't know a lot of people that may have said that, but but you never know. But it was actually. A, I know it's me. Anyone could say that. It was a quote that he uh, that uh, George S. Patton used to use when uh-huh. uh, when they were fighting the Japanese back in World War Two, and so he used it. And so that's how they connected him. Well, to they had the, already connected him through his freaking supervisor's <laughs> computer. He was they, digging and, through, and there's so much more on this particular guy. Like, but I'm just giving you like just a little bit because I don't want to spend too much time on him particularly. Well, they, yeah, they can catch the guy in the act on his supervisor's freaking computer, but yeah. hey, don't put a wrong digit in your freaking taxes. Yeah. By the way, one time we're gonna come freaking garner all exactly. your wages. Yeah, a couple zero to your taxes, and then boom. They they come after you. Yeah, but uh, but what I mean, the main thing of this whole this whole thing is that you can see that the the FBI has implanted multiple people to to be provocateurs, mm-hmm. right? To cause strife, disrupt, mm-hmm. right? Cause mayhem, as you said, yeah, uh, into the public sphere. And so, what do we have recently? January six. Mm-hmm. Do we have anybody that rings a bell that who could have been a provocateur? Mike Epps. Ray Epps. <laughs> Ray Epps. I'm Raymond sorry. Ep- Epstein? Oh, <laughs> is this short for Epstein? No. What a twist. Freaking uh M. Night Shyamalan over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was uh Epstein. <laughs> they go back and look at the video and it's actually him. He's like this. <laughs> he was an Asian, he got transferred over to uh to be an agent of provocateur. So I'm going to read a few snippets from different articles. So one of them is from the New York Times, who uh, sees him as a victim, right? Oh. Uh, of course, you I mean, mean the FBI. But who is not Ray the New York Times? New York Times, yeah, not 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 the FBI <laughs> who sent out uh, articles on yeah. Ray Epps. Here's but a who, pre-done article. Who, who is poor Ray Epps? Ray Epps is just a citizen of Arizona. He was just. He has his own. He had his own businesses. A farmer. He had a. He had a business doing wedding. He had a wedding venue. 
Oh, nice. Sounds uh, like a nice, innocent man. Yeah. And when he was the president of the Oath Keepers, uh, what the FBI would consider a right-wing militia. Oh, okay. Uh, possibly domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. We're taking a little bit of a left turn there. but <laughs> So, can... started off good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then to find out, he's actually part of the Oath Keepers. Who? The FBI had infiltrated. Wow. <laughs> Funny, right? Who would have thought? Yeah. So, actually, one of the old presidents actually said he was an inf- FBI informant. Mm-hmm. Now, has Ray Epps said that? No. However, there are things to the contrary of what happened on January 6th. He hasn't said that yet. Actually, he actually did come out to say that he was not an FBI informant. Yeah. Oh, the FBI has told me to say I am not an FBI, FBI informant. informant. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to try to cover it up until... It finally comes out that, yes, he was, and he did that. So the Epic Times, I don't know if you have ever heard about the Epic Times before. Sounds amazing. It's actually a uh, conservative news outlet. Mm -hmm. Epic Times or Epoch Times? uh, I believe they call it, I believe they still call it Epic Times. Oh, okay. They spell it like Epoch, though. That's probably Epoch. But it's it's pronounced Epic Times. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So they have an article that they have uh, written in June of this year. Okay? Mm-hmm. June 23rd, 2022. They updated it in July. It's an exclusive. Ray Epps was worried uh, worried fast-moving January 6th crowd might interfere with the plan, Kentucky man claims. So there is a man who said that he ran into Ray Epps multiple times during January 6th. Uh-huh. He says that Ray Epps, he just knew a tall mountain of a man who said something to me, and I saw some things occur, he says. Uh-huh. So he, he he kept interacting with Ray Epps multiple times, and he said as he was interacting with him, he saw multiple things constantly occur. Mm-hmm. Okay? What were those multiple things? Well, he's on video, uh, Ray Epps, going, we need to go to the buildings. We need to go to the Capitol. Uh-huh. Everybody, everybody, we're going there. There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people say that. Like, hey, uh, we need to go march on Washington and protest yeah. in front of the buildings. Break into the Capitol building. Uh, not so much break into it. Breaking in there. <laughs> B&E. So B&E. I want to play a few, a, a montage of what people are talking about, uh, about what Ray Epps uh, was doing. All right, play that montage, Paul. Tell us about it, Ray. To surprise you, we actually got Ray Epps in here. He's live. Here he is. Mr. Ray, come on in here. Hey. Hey, it's me, Ray. I'm from Arizona. Hi, Mr. Uh, Epps. Uh, Are you in any way related to Mike Epps? I, uh... Because he is hilarious and I like him. No, no, uh, no relation. We just okay. have the same. That was the only question, Mr. Epps. We thank you for your time. (laughs) You may leave now. The FBI, uh, I mean, you can get I your paid, parking validated by the receptionist. Thank I paid $5,000 to fly here in first class. <laughs> Why did you fly first class? Because. Because. The FBI flies everybody first class. Oh, so you're part of the FBI, <laughs> are no, you? No, no, I'm getting protection money. <laughs> Wait, what? So you are, but you're not. I'm getting protected by the FBI. Okay. They pay for me to go places and be in a provocateur. Yeah, that's that's just me. I'm the real Ray Epps. That was a fake one. <laughs> hey, it's me, Ray Epps. Uh, 
Go ahead, shoot your question. Go ahead and shoot me in the eye. It's me, Ray Epps. Shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. Oh, God, somebody shoot me. Here's a video uh, of of Ray Epps. It's on Tucker Carlson, uh, what he was doing and what he was saying. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go! That's Ray Epps. The crowd's yelling no. <laughs> so as he's yelling, oh we need to go goodness. into the Capitol. We need to go in tomorrow. We this need is, to go in. This is Ray Epps, the people that, the who the FBI says he is not an FBI provocateur, uh-huh. saying we need to go in to the Capitol. Not to the Capitol. And what does the crowd yell out to them? No, no, What no, else do they no. start chanting? Fed, 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 <laughs> fed, fed. Like, let's make it so obvious that you're a freaking person for the federal yeah. government. Like, so here, here's more of Ray Epps on, on that faithful uh, January 6th day. afternoon. Wow, he's really pushing for them just to just shut up, everybody, and let's just go. We need to go to the Capitol right now. I don't think I've seen many videos of that many people going, we need to go to the Capitol. Yeah. Not only go to the Capitol, but he says inside the Capitol. We need to go inside, in the Capitol. So Everybody go in there now but me. Let's go. <laughs> so the New York Times claims he's a victim. Why do they claim he's a victim? Well... Uh, he wasn't arrested by the FBI, mm-hmm. right? Which is odd because you think the person. Well, we we want to give we want to we want to give his side too, right? He never actually entered the Capitol building, from what they said. Like I just said, yeah, there wasn't cameras. There, were they off? Being none of the cameras on? saw him enter. I think if I was a man, they saw all those other people though. That's I weird. think if I was a provocateur, I would probably be inciting everyone to go inside, but not go inside myself. Here we go. And he just like crouches down and <laughs> walks back a little bit. <laughs> That's so why would he? Yeah. Why would someone who is a victim yell, let's go into the Capitol. Let's go inside of it and then not go. The one person who's chanting this yeah. would not go inside. Would the not Capitol. go inside the Capitol. Here's some more interesting news. So the article from Epic Times uh, talking to this individual says, uh, and the individual actually goes by Clark in the the article. Clark says, Epp then pulled a man from the crowd. Mr. Epps had already come back down to our end. He grabbed a man in a black hoodie out of the crowd, Clark said. He said something to him, and he marched off to the right where all the Capitol Guards were. What happened next is still burned into Clark's memory. Clark says, the other gentleman pulled out by Epps in the black hoodie, pulls two other people out of the crowd, and they make a beeline directly towards the structure. Clark said, it's like a four by four by four, and it has a hatch, like a lid on top of it. Mm -hmm. So it's like some kind of utility box Mm -hmm. on the Capitol grounds. Uh Okay. The men open the hatch, and from inside the utility, access retrieve a 12-foot-long piece of 2-by-4-inch lumber, a piece of thick cardboard tubing of what the 
of the same length and a step stool approximately three feet tall, he said. The cardboard tube was about six inches in diameter. That's pretty big. So while at the Capitol, uh-huh. in a weird utility box, they pull out all of these things uh-huh. that were already there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and who instructed those men to go get that? The innocent farmer from Arizona. And guess what Epps did? Epps moved away from the group after speaking to the first men and didn't help the men remove the alleged siege tools. He just, uh, I'm going to walk away now. My job is complete. I wasn't able to get them to rush the Capitol. So, uh, hey, go ahead and start uh, plan B. Yeah. I'm going to get out of here now. <laughs> so Clark says that he looked down into the structure and it appeared to be like a utility or wet wall access some type of drain clean-out or whatever, but it definitely had some type of small tunnel area on it. That Epps went into. As though, like, there's people inside of it passing along two long two-by-fours uh-huh. from underneath the grounds to the people up uh-huh. above. Okay? Where did all these two-by-fours come from? <laughs> Where did all these people with these two-by-fours come from? He says, but it's definitely some type of small tunnel area, he said, where they're pulling all this stuff out of. Oh, so they're just constantly pulling, pulling things, things out, out of this little thing. Okay. Okay. Clark said one of the men wore a bright red and orange hat. One of the other men wore a tan car, to, uh, car hat style jacket. And let me tell you real quick. The government did not know about people down in the sewers or anything <laughs> below federal buildings, by the way. <laughs> There's no way they knew about those people being there. So these insurrectionists are getting very, very clever. So the Epic Times actually wanted to verify this man. So they actually found the spot. Uh huh. What they were talking about. That's so, a nice hideaway corner too. Yeah. So for the listeners, I'm actually going to put this on our YouTube channel so you can see that where what the uh, individual who was talking to the Epic Times was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a it's basically like a little ha- a utility hatch or something like that. Uh huh. Then Clark, Mr. Clark, was charged. By federal prosecutors with knowing knowingly entering and remaining in a restricted area without legal authority. Okay? But not Ray Epps or those, not Ray, Ep- Ray those Epps, people. There's no evidence of him entering uh-huh. the building. That's that's their Oh the building, not the little Yeah, yeah. Okay. But that's the out. That's the out that Ray Epps So one of the thing one of the other things that everybody's kind of in uproars about is that the FBI actually posted up sixteen individuals and said we're looking for these individuals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who was 16? Ray Epps. Uh-huh. Within a few days, Ray Epps came off of that FBI 16 list. Uh-huh. What is the justification that the FBI and New York Times and everyone else proclaims? They cleared him. They cleared him. He called the FBI as soon as he saw his face up there and said, Hey, I'm. it's me. I was there. I didn't do anything, though. You see me there. But I didn't do anything. You see, yeah. just right. taking the first step. I didn't step, grab any of those po- poles or any pipes that were there. I wasn't talking to taking any Taking the first step and being honest will get you out of stuff with the FBI. Yeah. I just told them that, hey, this is an option. I didn't make them do it. Okay. I was just, hey, we should go into the Capitol. I didn't make anybody do it. Just so, like you guys. All right. So we know we have, rope. we have a lot of right wing, left wing media outlets out there. Mm-hmm. Would you say most of the fact checking that's on the internet right now is more left leaning or right winging or I think unbiased? they're very for their own <laughs> party. 
I'm going to say, I'm going to go the other route. I'm going to say it's very unbiased. I think everybody is just being truthful and speaking their truth. Would you say the New York Times is more of a left wing or a right wing? I think they're straight down the center. (laughs) I would say they're left wing. I'm going to say they're left wing. Okay. Okay. We can each have our opinions. With as much as they've... Even if they're wrong. Not like (laughs) Trump and all. Even if yours are wrong. (laughs) It, well, I, I think one of the big things out there that most people, individuals, the citizens of the United States are questioning is why is the media so fixated on clearing Ray Epps when they've demonized most of the people in January 6th? Yeah. When there's clear indication on multiple videos of this individual inciting, instigating, everything. inciting yeah. uh, to go do this. To go do it, right? <laughs> yeah. But it. But then again, it's kind of like somebody who yells, yells fire in a movie theater, right? No, it's not. It's the guy saying we should go and do this yeah. and telling him to go do it. It's not anybody doing a false anything. Yeah. He was very clearly yelling, let's go into the Capitol. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. There is no, hey, maybe we should consider this or maybe we want them to hear our voice. No, it's straight Let's go into the capital. Joseph, I think you're being very biased against poor Ray Epps. Ray Epps. The poor I, guy. He's an idiot. He is a victim of He's the a victim media. of his own uh, Ray Epps is a victim. hubris that of thinking the government's going to take care of him. was photoshopped with Ray Epps' face on it. Ray Epps has actually said that that is him who said those things. Ray Epps is crazy. So here's another. He has a. He was diagnosed with mental illness. So we here's an, take that into here's account. A, here's another thing about Ray Epps. He actually texted his nephew, okay, during January 6th to let him know that he had helped bring people to go into the Capitol. And he admits to texting his nephew uh-huh. that he helped bring most of those people. Yeah, to the Capitol from his what is it the the Watchers or it was just a little joke. The Oath Keepers. The it Oath was, Keepers. It was just a little joke, which we know. The FBI have infiltrated. Yeah, so and it's pretty much him and FBI agents. So what do we know about there? from what we've learned from the beginning of this episode? That it's most likely FBI agents going in and causing mayhem and just to disrupt things and w- or to instigate things. Do you think that any of this will ever come out in the future, or is this just going to be a conspiracy theory? It will, con- it will get unsealed un, uh, in about 50 years to where it doesn't matter anymore, <laughs> just like everything else. When it doesn't matter and it's all gone, we'll, it yeah. will be revealed that FBI agents... Like, hey, because remember uh, 60 years ago, that Capitol riot thing? Yeah, it was... When, when we were trying to do this, and it just went awry. And a lot of the, a lot of the things that we end up finding out about the FBI, CIA, and things like that is that what do they have to do to a lot of the, the documents that they have for the safety? They have to uh, redact them. They, they, they redact it up. They redact that bad boy up. And a lot of the times they can't give information to the public or even Congress because why? For safety reasons. Because How about we're just not doing that? You know what the safest, most safest way to do those kinds of things not do that. Not do that. Yeah. <laughs> to quote, what's his name from uh, the black dude from the office? The uh, safest way to not die while going skiing is don't go skiing. Truth. Truth. Yeah. And so he, here's here's another push to well, not another push. I, I would say here's another interesting tidbit that has also happened recently, which I think I've brought to you guys in previous podcasts. Uh, Senator Cruz actually brought up too was. What happened with Governor Whitmore? Do you remember, do you remember that story? I do not. Enlighten me. So again, the FBI infiltrated, inform, and put informants into a militia group mm-hmm. 
that plotted to kidnap the governor of Michigan, mm-hmm. Governor Whitmore. Uh-huh. <laughs> How many of those particular individuals were not uh, informants and were charged? I think it was one, right? Or two? Four. 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 Out of what? A dozen? So here's, again, Ted Cruz questioning the FBI and asking about that particular incident as well. Recently, there was the case against individuals charged with kidnapping and murdering Governor Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan. That case ended up an absolute debacle where the four people who went to trial, two of them were acquitted, two received mistrials. None of them were convicted on even a single charge. And the basis of the defense was entrapment that the FBI, that paid enforcements for the FBI, had suggested and had incited the conduct. Let me ask you, how many FBI agents were disciplined or reprimanded after that disastrous case and the misconduct that led to every defendant being acquitted or having a mistrial on every charge. How many do you think? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> so let me get this straight. They had, they infiltrated, 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 infiltrated these people that were probably not going to do that. That then said, hey, we should go kidnap and kill the governor of Michigan. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> And so they agreed to it, and then they arrest them for something they didn't, weren't even thinking of that the, the FBI themselves put into place. Doesn't that sound like the episode of Ruby Ridge that we talked about? Yes, this is exactly what happened. Kind of strange, huh? <laughs> and the fact that they're the FBI make these stupid little mistakes do you, J, for is J, even more concerning. For Jacob, do you remember our Conspiracy Facts uh, episode where we talked about a lot of the information that came out from the government that – that government was doing and later on came out to be actually true. Conspiracy mm-hmm. theory facts. Yeah. Right. About it. So again, we don't know if January 6th was infiltrated by the FBI, but will we find out later? Because we know for a fact that this government, uh, governor Whitmore, uh, conspiracy actually took place by the FBI. So let's listen a little bit more of what, uh, what the FBI has to say about this particular incident. Uh, Senator, I can't comment on a personnel matter. I can tell you that that case, as I understand it, is now pending a uh, a retrial, as I understand it. Well, the special agent in charge of that case has now been sent to D.C., to the Washington, D.C. office, and now leads the investigation regarding January 6th. Is that correct? That doesn't sound right to me. That does not sound right. The, the, The name of the individual is Stephen D'Antuno. He was he was run out of the FBI Detroit field office. And by the way, I will point out that the lead investigator, Special Agent Track, are you aware that he was apparently fired for allegedly beating his wife after coming home from a swingers party and he'd made multiple derogatory political posts about President Trump showing political bias? Are you aware of that? Do you think he was aware of it? Uh, he's being questioned by no, Congress. No, if he's I, aware, I didn't. I wasn't aware of these crazy situations that my uh, uh, people below me, yeah, are doing my yeah. agency. Yeah, my own agency and my own agents. I'm not aware of these crazy things they're doing. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, did you notice that he uh, was making political negative tweets and comments about the president? Yeah. Okay. I want to revert back to. Uh, the Russian 
uh, the Russian collusion. Basically, it's a basically a hoax that happened mm-hmm. to uh, undermine President Trump's uh, presidency. Uh huh. Obviously, since it went on for Two the entire FBI four years. FBI agents during the, uh, with that investigation, prior to the investigation of Russian, Russian collusion, were talking to each other, to a male and a female, who ended up kind of sleeping with each other, mm. were texting each other back and forth to say how they weren't going to let it happen, and they were uh, basically uh, speaking negatively about President Trump. Mm-hmm. And said they're, they were basically going to uh, stop him. Uh huh. So let's go back. Rogue to, agents. So let let's see what this leader is. Uh, the the, dir- the director of the FBI is going to say about what he knows about his agents uh, on this particular uh, debacle that happened with Governor Whitmer. I am aware of. I think the incident you're describing uh, and action oh, that was taken okay. about it. Uh, to clarify on the first part of your question, uh, so he was aware about that particular agent beating his wife. <laughs> Uh, no big deal. At swinger parties. No, coming, <laughs> coming, coming home from a swinger party. Yeah. See, this is why you have to have your headphones on, Jacob. <laughs> okay. And let's, let's continue to listen to him. Uh, Mr. D'Antuano was the special agent in charge of the office, uh, the Detroit field office, and is now the assistant director in charge of the Washington Assistant field director now. I you were asking about the agent who was responsible for the So the guy in charge got promoted and is now in charge of the January 6th investigation. The guy in charge of the whole Detroit field office is now in charge of the whole Washington field office. That is astonishing. <laughs> that is very astonishing. The man who beat his wife coming home from swinger parties. No, that's a different agent. Oh. The head of the Detroit office, the FBI office, uh-huh. is now the head of the Washington, D.C. office, uh-huh. which is- office is investigating the January, the January 6th. Oh, 6th. Yeah. Uh-huh. So a guy who caused an absolute entrapment that they don't want to admit to uh-huh. in kidnapping Whitmore, who collected individuals and created a little militia, is now in Washington. Is D. now in Washington D.C. heading that over, heading January sixth <laughs> over, and they're saying there's no provocateurs or any informants. Well, the good thing is the guy above him is an idiot, so it's going to be pretty obvious to point these flaws out which have already been pointed out. Which what what have we found out in the past about the FBI? Uh they will let their employees go into their offices and go, yeah, he was just checking on the safety of of their manager's of the- office. <laughs> nonetheless. Yeah. Hey, I just wanted to let you know this could happen. But don't look further into this. Okay, thanks, thanks, Pete. Okay. We appreciate that. So yeah, there's there's no foul play with uh, the FBI and anything. No. Let's continue on. Let's We're finish. Not gonna, <laughs> but uh, probably it, don't don't steal toilet paper from the building. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get fired. Let's finish hearing what he's saying. Senator Coons. Recently, call somebody a coon afterwards. No, I'm just kidding. That was the end of the video. Wow. <laughs> oh, you better edit that out. But uh, isn't that interesting? That's the so right now connecting the dots is just the information from PolitiFact, fact checkers, New York Times, and many other news outlets show Ray Epps as a victim and not a provocateur. Yeah, because that's what the FBI is putting out right now. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? Okay, we seriously screwed up by putting this guy in charge. Let's um, let's put this out there. 
and then kind of regroup from there. We'll just push the Ray Epps is innocent for right now, and then we'll kind of regroup behind the scenes and see what we're going to so, do next. So what do we see in this whole January 6th thing? Do we see any infiltration that probably might have happened? Yes. Do we see any psychological war- warfare that might have happened? Yes. Any harassment via the legal system? Uh, yes. Is there any illegal force that might have happened? Uh, um, yes. Is there any undermining public opinion about this whole situation mm-hmm. on January 6th? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Kind of sounds a little like a program that was established back in the 60s, uh-huh. 50s and 60s, called Pro. Counterintelligence program that they say they have discontinued. Well, yeah, they discontinued under that name. Yes. It's just called something different now. <laughs> Jacob, I see that you've uh you've basically kind of I, I just think time. that you guys are crazy. I think Ray was a great guy. He's a patriot and he just went to the Capitol to stop some Crazy insurrectionists and what, uh, you got a little wire going into your ear, Wes. <laughs> and uh, I think he's the victim here. And I think uh, all the uh, re- resurrectionists, insurrectionists, should pay restitution to Ray Epps for all the slander they've done to his name and to probably his business. Well, I can tell you that what has happened to Ray Epps, he is no longer in Arizona. He's actually living in a trader in some secluded area with his wife in Colorado now. Oh, wow. What a surprise. Because of the constant uh, bombardment of people coming after him. Well, I can tell you one thing. He could have avoided all this by not yelling, let's go into the Capitol. Let's go into the Capitol right now. So there was actually a tweet that actually came out that stated that Ray Epps has said that he is not a FBI informant and has never worked for them at all. And you know what he was doing the whole time he was saying that? What's that? Crossing his fingers. fingers. Yep. Yep. (laughs) But, hey, we don't know right now. It's just a conspiracy theory that those crazy right-wing conservatives have right now. Those psychos. Those crazy people. And because this is a conspiracy theory show, Far Out Dudes, and we have Far Out Conversations, current Uh, conspiracy theory that's out there right now is that the FBI infiltrated January 6th with provocateurs to create... The uh, insurrection. Did, did it happen? Get, did did it get, not? What did they get out of it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, they got new legislation that lets them uh, uh, domestic terrorists to investigate people. So will we so ever even more prying into people's lives? Yes. Yeah. So will we ever find this out? When? Years later? Or will it never come out? Is it true? Is it not true? Do we know? After the the next civil wars, when we'll I just want to. Hopefully, we gave our listeners something to think about and 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 go and research themselves and come up with their own opinions. Yeah, I just want to tell the listeners to like, comment, subscribe, and that Share you guys it. are crazy conspiracy theorists. Theorist, yeah. <laughs> theorists. I just want to tell the listeners to like, comment, subscribe, and that you guys are just ca- crazy conspiracy theorists, and that Ray Epps did nothing wrong. And you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Rum- soon to be Rumble, and Apple Podcast. You that guys are crazy. Ray Epps did nothing wrong. Why would you want to cut it there? <laughs>